added to Macy Maxwell. What I just did, just there? Yeah. yeah. What are you going to call the instrument? Do you have to give the instrument some weird name so it seems legit on the line there? Uh, lips. You know what I mean? Hmm. That's not bad, actually. The word, <laughs> just lips. Lips. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not insulted by that. I mean, I think it's if you could do that, if you could make sounds with your mouth. Yeah, right. Uh, recording quality sounds to enhance bands, tracks, what have you, production, music production. I right. Think lips could lips could be a thing. Sure, absolutely. And I mean, you know, I could do once you put it into too. a sound uh, editing program, you can do just about anything to it. So. Can't really make a guitar sound though with your mouth. Oh, uh, give right. me a give me half a tick. Really? Hmm. I mean, once you get in, once again into the sound editing program, because I could go that. like that. Sure, sure, and it would to, I, to, it, it totally. Right. I mean, not that, but you know. Uh huh. Yeah, I could make it sound like a lamb. And then it's like drums, like you know what I mean, like that. Could get, you could do that. Hey, you know, those, those beatbox guys, you know, that's kind of what they do without much. I know. Well, they're better. They're better. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what we could do. We could do. Just make right. a, short, a short staccato. Don't think legato on this. Staccato is what we want. You know, short. Yeah. You know, little snippets, and then you turn it in, you loop it, or whatever, however that works. Well, when in doubt, percuss. Can't do a horn sound though, really. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, once again, in that sound editing program. Sound. Sure. I actually feel like anything I'm going to do is just going to be some variation of meaner, meaner, like that, like the, just with different tones. Well, that would work too. But here's the thing: I don't think I could do anything beyond that. Is what I'm saying. You know, I don't think I would get better at it. You know. Well, once again, you wouldn't have to. You just throw the sound in. And then you start tweaking it, and you see where you get to a magic noise. Okay. Oh, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. I'm telling you. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's enough. What you have right there is enough. But you know, so, there's a listener out there who's a DJ. You know, maybe that that one dude wrote in. Uh, no, yeah. You turn that in. You turn that into something. You know, our David on the lips. <laughs> I like the way that sounds. <laughs> yeah, so it's degrading, and at the same time, it's like, what do you, what do you plan? Your mouth? That's it? Your mouth? <laughs> and that's what you're doing? Is, is that your own lips, or is it uh, something else? Well, you know how it'll be, like, a couple albums in, then I'll do, like, a live thing, like a stripped-down thing of the thing, and then I'll have all these bizarre accoutrements to the lips thing, like a some hollow shield that I'm putting up to make a sound even though it's not it's not affecting it at all but it's more affectation like I'm I sure. studied these sounds kind of thing right hey uh you know a little bit of italian uh, is labia lips in italian I, I think you're thinking latin is what you're thinking well it's spanish it's spanish it's labia okay uh, i think you're thinking i don't think anything comes from italian i think i think latin is the the root but Italian is the closest to Italian. I mean, I know, but you, but you wouldn't say if you, even if you you wouldn't say that comes from the Italian. 
I mean, I'm sure it goes back to the Latin. You know. Okay. Okay, but why are the you Latin. Asking? I don't understand. Why are you asking me that? I don't understand. Well, why. it's why. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So then it's why? a little bit of wink and nudge, uh, but there is, you know, some connotation that we're going for here. Um, so no, I don't understand. I don't. I don't. What? Um, <laughs> how about flaps? Flaps. I don't understand. Well, okay, what is this leading to? Is this leading to something or? Okay. No, it's it's emerging from something. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. How are you? I'm sorry that sorry that died on the table. Um, let me uh, <laughs> look. I want to uh, I, before we even get going here. I think we really need to address this because we talked about it last show, but we certainly didn't give it its weight which is the fact that not a single Republican voted for the relief package. Not not one. Yeah, right? And it's kind of uh, interesting in that um, some three-quarters of the American population, including 60% of Republicans, are in favor of it, and then not a single Republican in Congress votes for it. I mean, That's that. a remarkable thing. I don't know where I'd rank myself, but I, you know, I think I'm, I'm pretty much a piece of garbage as far as people go. It's a lifetime of of failure. Let's just put it that way, okay? I, of the Republican Party, or what? No, of me myself personally. I oh, I, I, my opinion is worthless. I'm not a good person, okay? But here's this: uh, okay. if you ask me, hey, should we do a relief bill for families that are struggling from the year that the thing's been jacked up? It, that's an easy yes, uh, right? Right. Flawed individual that you are, that's not a that's not a go for you. I mean, I, I mean that is a go for go, you. Uh, I can't know, knowing what I know about what they spend on other stuff like bombers and you know a bunch of residual stuff to replace stuff that's going out of commission because it hasn't been used. That kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it's an easy answer, but, but not even. I mean, hours, mere hours after voting no against that. You have some of them tweeting about the success of the vote, like, hey, this is going to help you, even though they voted against it. Yeah. Tweeting about how great it is. Yeah, right. That's the other thing. If you go to uh, Fox News from, you know, Thursday on, they haven't been complaining about the relief bill. They've been worried about uh, Dr. Seuss um, and, uh, you know, and cancel culture. you know, it's just they're not making a big deal out of it. So it's kind of like maybe somewhere back there they kind of agree with 75% of Americans and that they just don't want to offend their handlers, if I can use that term. Okay. But the bulk of the, the, the criticism that they were making was that it was there was too much pork fat, right? It was too yeah, much, sure. and it was, it was sure. this and that. It was too much. One point nine. How much? How? What did it end up being? One point nine trillion. Um, it should be bigger, okay, so but one one point nine trillion, and and we got smaller checks and this and that. But okay, so so they they said that's too much money for the family. Mere hours after voting no, they put forth legislation to do what? Wait for it. Wait for it. Repeal the estate tax. <laughs> okay, which amounts to which amounts to uh, one one point seven trillion dollars in in tax benefits for the very richest people in the country. 
wonderful. I didn't. I I, I missed that one. That's that's okay, so just the, so. Okay, they've been railing. Like look, they, the the oligarchy has been railing against the estate tax for many many years. The estate tax that's essentially says that essentially says if you have over five million in your estate, everything over five million is taxed. Right. right? So so it doesn't really apply to a lot of people. Right. <laughs> it's a very small number of people, and you know. It, for, it forces them to do something very painful as they approach death and come to grips with the fact that they're passing is it forces them to divulge their estate into to many hands. Yeah. Right? Before that happens so they can avoid that tax. Right? Because it's a, it's a tax. <laughs> you know? Um, that movement of that money stimulates the economy. That, that's yeah. the basis of the U.S. economy is the oligarchy having to move its money around. Of course, it reconglomerates, but, you know, it takes time. Was there any indication in the articles that you read about it that that it has any chance getting by the Democrats in Congress? Dude, I don't think there's any any fucking chance of this thing going to go. It's never going to go through, okay? Yeah, that's that's what I would guess. Look, there are families in this country that, uh, you know, spend hundreds of millions of dollars per annum to to, to try to get this thing passed. Think about that. Like they yeah. set up shell companies. Uh, sure. Establish packs. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. To do just to do this very thing. You know, the only tax they have to pay, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only the only one they can't weasel their way out of or offshore their way out of. Right. The only right, right. one. Right. You know, because the real estate holdings they have, they can't hide them in. Bermuda, they're here. So yeah, they're here. The money we're ta- this is what we're talking about. You can't move that mansion. So what a, what a mess. You know what I mean? Well, like, what scumbags. I mean, what scumbags? Absolutely. Right? Like, um, however, um, this would, seems like to be a watershed moment. Well, watershed right. Moment. I mean, if you were a rank-and-file Republican, you know what I mean, getting by – Pretty fucking happy to be getting the stimulus check and these fucking tax credits, and it's going to work out pretty good. It's How do you vote for another Republican? Ever again. How yeah. Ever again, yeah. James. Ever right. Again. And this is 60% uh, of Republicans just based on, you know, the ones that were supported this bill. The uh, I mean, I'm talking about the relief bill. Um, just based on that, how do you vote for another Republican who – Definitely shot you in the foot. Um, tried to deny you this, you know, badly needed help. Voted against it. <laughs> Voted against it. <laughs> the well, TV I programs mean, you love telling you. Well, so that's kind of what I'm talking about, the watershed moment. This has been probably the largest increase in the social safety net since the New Deal. In one fell swoop, um, and they voted the, against the, the child the, credit. Your, your Republican <laughs> representative voted against it. Well, right. Um, did not and, want you. To, did not want you to have it. And I think it's because the upper, you know, they know who their handlers are. They know who their constituency is, and it's the point zero one percent of, you know. It's the most wealthy people. And, you know, they're trying to get that farmer, they're trying to get that, you know, mine worker 
with no abortion and, you know, religious freedom and they're coming for your guns and, um, you know, all that nonsense. They're not coming for your guns, motherfucker. We we don't want your guns. They're coming. (laughs) No, no. They are coming for your fucking house. And it's your own, it's your own representatives that are doing it. They didn't want you to have that money. They wanted you to go bankrupt. That's what they wanted. Yeah, yeah. So they could they were in, for. swoop it up for a song. They're coming for your shit, and they're telling you, they're telling you, hey, the liberals want your gun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know who's coming for you? Them, and they're coming for your house. They're coming for your health care. They're coming for your retirement. They're coming for your life. They're coming for your, they're coming for your Medicare. They're coming for the estate tax that fucking floats a lot of shit. They're coming for everything. They want it all. The Republican health care plan, go die. Go fucking die. You need a lawyer, <laughs> one will be appointed to you. You need a doctor. <laughs> tough fucking shit. Tough <laughs> shit. Figure, figure, go bankrupt. Go live under a bridge. Go bankrupt. You know what I mean? But So that's, that's the watershed moment. If 60% of Americans are on board with it, I, tell it me seems how like tell some me how of the rank be a Republican. Tell me. Well, that's what I mean. It looks like some of the rank and file Republicans are jumping ship. Explain it to me like a psychologist. The ones that are hanging on and are talking about Dr. Seuss. You know what I mean? How are you talking yeah. about Dr. Seuss? You know, and then to to try to go after the publishing company by buying a record number of their books is a weird strategy. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. That's really that's you know if I if I was the publisher I would wait six months and I would pull a couple more books you know what I mean and get them going again you know what I mean why not they sold a shit ton of books to the same people who were mad at them because the TV said it was liberals doing it well the reason that of course that they didn't vote not a single Republican voted for it is obviously the oligarchy doesn't want them to but. That seems so short-sighted. They just don't want to be taxed. They don't want this estate tax. They don't want to be taxed when it would go to stimulate the economy, which would probably uh, line their coffers even more than they already are. Uh, they would probably benefit by an invigorated you know, consumer class. So I, I, it seems so short-sighted, even for them. Um, I, I can understand why they don't want to pay more taxes, but you're probably going to make because, it up the difference. I'll tell you exactly why. I'll tell you exactly why. Uh, because that's that's the most amount of money you can make, right? Is to include everybody, make every make everyone upwardly mobile, right? Everyone a consumer, bring everyone up to the upper middle class. That would be the idea. Yeah, that's how you make the that's how you make the most money. Like happened in the fifties. Yeah, except <laughs> when you do that, you create the situation for a revolution. I don't know. It sounds like you create equity amongst the population. Absolutely. Which, but what I'm saying is you, you also create the opportunity for that population to now all feeling upwardly mobile and independent, now getting together and deciding they want to change the way society is structured. Okay. If people are worried about keeping the lights on and food in the fridge, they don't have time to do that. So that's an interesting thought. Um, that's not what happened in the 50s, though. Uh, people became actually complacent. Uh, they had a, they had their house, they had their car. Um, yeah, except uh, they were raising the a family. 
Yeah, except what happened because everything got soft in the 50s, because of what you're saying, what happened in the 60s. They lost. They started chipping away at it, yeah. And no, then, they lost and, a lot of money because they had to stop a war before they wanted to because of all of these people that got fat decided they wanted to change society. Ah, so you have, so you that have makes the whole sense. Civil rights, you have the whole civil Vietnam. rights. Vietnam. And you have the end of the Vietnam War prematurely. You know, yeah. Coitus interrupt, you know, uh, octopuses coitus interruptus. You know, uh, you know that that didn't work out. They didn't make as much money as they could have. That war. Well, that every war time they go to war, going on. since the end of the war, uh, World War II, um, and to some degree the Korean War, every military foray of the United States has been an absolute disaster. With capping um, that is Vietnam and Iraq. Okay, so you're um, talking about disaster in terms of social policy and what we were sold. They made well, even them achieving their own objectives. They made a shit ton of money. They made, they made money. That was the point of those wars. Well, there's they there's certainly rich, that. They make yeah. They no, make that's they make that. There is no. It's not certainly that. That's the that's the the motivating factor. It has nothing to do with anything. It's about making money. Well, so there's we there's ideological. There was ideological factors in both of those wars. One was uh, defeating communism and stopping the domino effect uh, in, in Iraq was to turn the Middle East into a westward-leaning capitalist society, which failed miserably. It, it, it uh, ruined Iraq, ruined it. And it's still not coming back. It's, it's ruined for 50 years probably. Um, well, they've been fighting. They first they stopped. Fought, they fought for twenty years to stop a pipeline from being built. Yeah, right. And, then, and now, and you know, and now, and now they're going to fight for another thirty years uh, to make sure that it doesn't get built. You know, uh, you know. What do we, I mean, it it's, just seems it's incredibly all, it's all about money. Short-sighted. I'm saying it's. I'm saying they sell us one thing. Oh, we got to. You know, oh, the war versus capitalism and, and communism. Sure. Russia and the U.S. are more than happy to fight proxy wars against each other. More than happy to do it. It's yeah, good for business. It's good for business. You can go back to Afghanistan. They rid the first Afghanistan war. I mean, they, they right there they realize, wow, we can both make a lot of money here. Look, let's don't get too rough with this. You know. Yeah. Um. I don't think I don't think Iraq worked out. That well for them though. Uh, ExxonMobil made money. Halliburton made money. Uh, Blackwater made money. I don't think that many people made that much more. What? Yeah, but all the all the the oligarchy. You're talking about you're talking, all those people you're mentioning are all at the top of the thing. They're all the well. I, defense industries were, um, didn't do that well, as it turns out. If you look at uh, United, the numbers of United, the United Defense made a ton of shit ton of money. Carlisle Group made a shit ton of money. I mean, um, look at those numbers. Um, I, I don't think they they thought they made what they thought they were going to make. Yeah, which is why we're still going. Why, which is why it's still happening. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, it's a continuing yeah. thing. Well, sure, sure. I mean, like you said, uh, after the end of World War II, we never stopped being at war. Uh, Gore Vidal wrote a book about it. I think I've got it here. What's, which one? 
perpetual war for perpetual oh. peace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> a, a 1984 phrase. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a good book. I mean, you know. Oh, I mean, yeah, at the I'll end, bet. He's, he's great. He's great. Gordon yeah. Gordon's great. Uh, yeah. But he has, at the end, he has a chart, like, with the names of the operations, right? Uh, with, oh, really? Right. And when it when it started and when it finished, okay, since the end of World War Two. Oh, great. There's like, first of all, it goes on for pages and pages and pages. Secondly, half of them are not finished. Like, they're all, they're, some of them, you know what I mean? At least half of them are still going in some fashion. Well, <laughs> so. and that's what I, that's what I kind of mean. Failed objectives. Um, I mean, yeah, they're making their money in the short term and they're, and it seems like the short term is all they can see. But, um, the, the long term objectives, at least the stated ones, don't happen. We don't get them. They don't get yeah, it. because that's all that's all horseshit. The actual objective is to perpetuate itself into a larger and larger thing, a more prescient thing, and it's absolutely accomplished that. So that's the the interesting thing about the Biden presidency. It seems like he's getting stuff, you know, well, of course the the situation is completely unique with the pandemic and and wealth disparity being as greater than it's been since even the days of the robber barons, but it seems like he's getting through progressive stuff that Obama couldn't do, which that's kind of amazing. He's sort of a, a, a not a, a very exciting guy. He's just low key. Okay, and maybe that's, maybe that's the reason he's getting it done. Yeah, yeah, but before the pandemic, politically speaking, I, I would say Biden's unelectable. You know what I mean? That, right, I would too. Uh, okay, so I think he he has benef he has benefited and continues to benefit the Democratic Party as well and progressives from the pandemic. I mean, he he really has scored with this legislation, which would never be possible without the pandemic. Winning the election, I'm not sure he wins. If there's no pandemic, I'm not sure he wins. I know. I was really I was really disappointed in his nomination because he didn't seem like a strong candidate to me. It's just the pan- it was in juxtaposed to the mishandling of the pandemic. I mean, yeah, uh, Trump really botched this thing up. If it wasn't for the pandemic, he'd still be in office. So. so that's what has kind of surprised me in a really pleasant way is that he he almost seems like the man of the hour, and his isn't a unitary presidency. He's he's got a team of experts behind him, and he's listening to them, and I think that's why he's. The policies that we're seeing right now are coming from, you know, um, from places that he didn't even envision when he was on the campaign. Well, you're seeing Reagan in his second term. Yeah. Right? Strong advisors. Sure. Everybody's up They were side. right wing. They were neocons. But yes, yeah. yes, there's the a man, similar, and the man, similar track. And, and the man himself uh, kind of falling in and out of consciousness. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> so there's that too. He really is Reagan at 78. He's 78. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that's it. He's people don't. Some people don't hold up. Some people are 78 and they're totally sharp. So, you know what I mean? No problem. Uh, other people not so much. And so he seems like he's on not so much. Maybe. I mean, am I reading this right? I mean, he, he, he does. Well, like there's it. some other interesting parallels with uh, with Reagan and and Biden. Um, 
Reagan raised, gave us our first trillion dollar deficit. He raised the deficit dramatically, you know, to, uh, you know, give us FDI and, you know, corporate benefits and all of that. Exactly the opposite. Weapons. Yeah, yeah, exactly the opposite of what Biden's doing with his uh, deficit raising. But the concept is the same. It's the government print, printing money out of nothing, just printing it to do these fund these programs, and it works. Um, so well, there is a similarity. Than, yeah, it's better to do programs than tax cuts. So to the rich, I'm saying. Um, yeah. People hear estate tax. The problem, James, is people hear estate tax, and they go, "Well, why should the government get the estate? I, you know, why should it be taxed?" I agree with you. You know what I mean? I totally agree with the the, the spirit of that. We're talking well, about people with over five. We're talking about people with over five million dollars. Yeah, is important. This tax money. You know? Right. I'm not saying. I'm not saying if you're listening that you'll never have a five million dollar estate. I'm not saying that. Like you're not. You don't have the ingenuity, or you're not. You know. It's not going to work out for you. It's not. It's not about that. You know, it's, it's five million dollars is a lot of money. You can be very successful and not have a five million dollar estate when you pass. Yeah. So and that's let's, let's right. Think. That's yeah. I, I you know and I, and I get all that. And we can talk it's about a small number of people. The small number of people that get affected by this estate tax, but it's a huge benefit to a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know. So, I read uh, that thing that said Bezos made fifty nine billion or something. Yeah, yeah. Since the pandemic, and, and yeah. donated point zero 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 four nine percent of it to charity. Yeah, right. Um, it's just <laughs> anyway. Maybe maybe it's time to look explore just the idea of maybe taxing the ultra rich a little bit more. How about that? You know, let's not go after yeah, all right. this stuff, but I mean, there's any number. Okay, um, here's, <clears throat> here's one. Um, I have this right here. Uh, in 1970, um, let's see, 90 percent of of uh, of 30 year olds were making more than their parents had at that age. Uh, by 2010, only 50 percent were. That's an indication, and it's worse now. I mean, there's been a big jump since 2010 to, to right now. So it's only gone downhill. Wealth disparity is crippling the nation and is erasing the middle class. And uh, that's something most of us are dealing with. Um, and so that's that's what needs to be corrected, can be corrected, and that's where we're going there. And you we are going there. With, but you, can only, you can't do it by force because they will gas us all before they do that. So what do you mean the force? Way to do it, <laughs> the way to do it is to incentivize them doing it. Make it, let greed initiative direct them to it. Give them a 105% tax credit versus their charitable donation so that they can actually Right, I I agree. I mean, I Roosevelt did that. He gave them some, you know, a few carrots on the end of that, you know, stick. Uh, Make it juicy. Make it juicy for a few. You can always repeal it. Do it. Do it like a five-year bill. 
you know, for the next five years, it's an amnesty and it's 110% credit for charity. So you can, you can make money on the money. You know what I mean? It's a way sure. to convert a lot of your holdings to profit. You know what I mean? It's a way to do that. And, well, and, and I think we're at a... Transformed in a matter of a few years like that. Transformed. I think, uh, I think we're at a point in, in history too when, so, Nearly every economist right now is is supply side is is saying government needs to spend money, um, you know, to stimulate the economy. That's what nearly every every economist is saying. So some of those, you know, I mean, people who run businesses, they're not necessarily stupid and greedy. Um, you know, these are people who went to college. In many cases, they can, you know, they've had economics and they can see these things. So. I think some of that thinking has filtered up because it's real. <laughs> uh, and, there, and, there, you know, and that also isn't to say that there's not a point where, okay, the government maybe shouldn't spend any more right now or shouldn't spend as much as we've been spending. There might be that place, but we're not there yet, and every economist is saying that. So there's reality right there. And I think that's what driving this um, is is some of the people at the top realize, well, okay, I'm going to have to pay some taxes, but it's going to help us all. Every program, anything you do, incentive program in any weird way, even as companies, as whatever, has to be done in a way that helps people avoid taxes. I like that. Yeah, right. It's better that people spend the money in stores than the government decide how to spend the money. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean, um, I mean I'm, 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 all, I'm all for the government. Yeah, go ahead. So that's what the stimulus actually does. It's putting this money in the hand. It's fourteen hundred dollars right now in the hands of people and leaving it up to them how they spend that fourteen hundred dollars. The that's what this stimulus does. Uh, it's not demanding that you spend it in a certain way. I don't want to tax the oligarchy. Okay, I don't want. Yeah. I want them. I want the oligarchy. I want the oligarchy to have more money. Well, how do you fund the government then? What I what, I don't want to fund the government. What I want to do is uh, I'll, I'll fund the government, but off of just so much money moving that there's enough tax money so that the government, you know, sales tax. You know what I mean? Strong economy erases deficits. That's the way it gets erased. Yes. Yes. And then the government can willy-nilly spend money and do whatever they want to do, fix the highways, do whatever. You know what I mean? Have, have fun with it. You know what I mean? But there has to be money in motion. And I, I want the oligarchy to just put some of their money in motion. We'll give it right back to them. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll give it right back and more. So in, in motion in Not what way? In the motion of give it, put it in motion in in the society, in in the economic system, uh, through charitable donation, through advances in education, okay. science, okay. development, put instead of that money sitting offshore doing something, have it fund something that exists here to help and raise up the society, and I'll give you 110% tax credit for it. So you're talking about right the fill. Philanthropy of billionaires. That's what you're talking about. And it's been that's you, been I don't want to, I don't want to tax them. I don't want to tax them. I want them to just move the money around a little bit. They're not doing it though. 
yeah, they're not doing it because we're not doing anything to them and they run everything. So I'm just saying they don't want us. You're talking about an upper middle class society. All these programs. I'm talking about the very top. I'm saying they're never going to let us all get to middle class. They'll never let that happen because they know it will lead to revolution. I, I, I don't know. I think that overstates the case. I think they want there to be an aristocracy that can lord it over everybody else. I think they like the aristocracy. I don't think they're worried well, about the revolution. That is they just want there to be poor people. Keep, yeah, but the be, that's what I'm saying. The best way to do that is to keep us stratified so that we can be pitted against each other. As soon as we all have a house, then we start looking around. We're not looking at each other. I'm not. I, we're not in fear of each other anymore. You know, we don't see each other as competition anymore. It's dangerous. Then we start looking for another enemy. It's them. <laughs> you know, it comes back to the government. <laughs> they, don't, they, want us, they want us fighting each other. Am I wrong? Do you think I'm wrong? I, they want us fighting each other in any way possible. Um. They didn't get rid of central parks and cities. Look, there's some central parks in the United States that are beautiful. There's a bunch more that don't exist anymore. Oh, right. A central, par- a central Park used to be a feature of a, a city, a major city. There would be a big green gathering area in the middle of the city. That was the, that was built around the park. Central fucking park. Lots of cities had them. Okay, so don't underestimate the ability to idealize, um, you know, something like that. Uh, James, uh a, a, a friend of mine gathered- recently... Okay, go ahead. A friend of mine recently posted a meme that said, I love pipelines. I love pipelines. Really? No, you don't love pipelines. You just love saying that. You don't care about pipelines, but you do like the idea that you are for, you know, uh, oil, being able to build pipelines whenever they want. Are you saying I like central... You're saying I like Central Parks because I like the idea of Central Parks? No, no, just the opposite. Just the opposite. Let's get rid of this park because, uh, you know, we need a factory there or whatever. Well, they they put high-rise office. But here's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the, those Central Parks are where we got together as people and had conversations about the fact that we needed more civil rights, that we needed more women's rights that we needed uh, to end the Vietnam War, that we needed to tear some... Washington Square. That's where, we, that's where we met to have those conversations and to gather together in public action. So what, uh. what ended up happening What ended up happening at the end of the Vietnam era is those central park areas and, and major park areas, big park areas in cities, started to disappear. There's no be- place for us to get... Yeah. Can't get together. Well, was it no be- more because the apartment building that needed to be built, that some rich person wanted to build, or is it because they saw those place, those open spaces in cities as a threat? I'm saying there's reasons to do things, and then there's other reasons to do things. And sometimes the reason that's being pushed forward isn't the reason, the real reason. I'm saying the reason being pushed forward might be a very reasonable reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? You may yeah. look at it and go, that, that makes sense. I can see that, that equation and that makes sense. But there might be another, there might be another uh, equation at work. Hidden the corollary, yeah. 
they lost a lot of money on the Vietnam War. It was about half as long as they wanted it to be. You know, <laughs> they lost they lost a lot of money on it. It was just getting started. It was twenty years. And it, it was a twenty-year war for the United States. Cost John Kennedy his life. We, it was 1955 to 1975. We took it over as soon as the French left. It, it should have been a 40-year war. I guess. I guess we would have well, ended, we would have ended so, up right in the same place. I mean, don't don't mistake it. Even if that had happened, it would be exactly as it is now. We were always going to the same place. We got yeah. There. There'd just be another two million people dead. Well, exactly. Yeah. Think of all that production too. <laughs> right, and uh, we might have got the Black Hawk helicopter even sooner. We would have had a, such a killer Blackhawk. <laughs> I think our helicopters are great, though. Look, I'm a, I got to hand it to the U.S. military. I'm telling you, the equipment that we have, the deal we got going, you know, I, I feel totally safe within the continental United States, don't you, in terms of a some type of attack or something? We have a very capable military, that's for sure. Fucking A. Um, Fucking A. We have a very yeah. capable, well-trained, well-equipped, <laughs> uh, heroes, all all of them, true blue Americans. But what makes uh, me even one of them. feel safer about this, you know, very effective military is um, the generals came out and said, we will not we will not obey an unlawful order from the president. They were very much talking about Trump ordering them to do anything and, you know, anything, <laughs> really. Uh, but anything illegal, especially within the country, about the election, um, you know, go bomb, a, a, you know, a country, a nuclear bomb, whatever, you know. Um, they said, we're not going to do that. And so... Uh, they displayed a certain amount of coolness of head when, you know, yeah, all, they, all they might have gone Jack T. Ripper on us, you know? I know, but the, a lot of the, most of those guys, the guys you're talking about. Yeah. They're, they're in their 60s. So. Yes, right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, I guess we'll so see on the 20th, one. though, right? Well, I don't know who's replacing them, but I know the guys that replace those guys will be different different people. The, the millennial well, now... That oh, that's a general, good point. Millennial to... I'm talking about millennial to general. Is what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. So okay. people that are millennials now, right, and are, mm -hmm. are going into the military and will be generals 20, 20 years from now, will be generals. Sure. Guys, I think is there, that's a... I, I don't know how to get a read on them. But who's advancing officers right now? The Democratic administration. Well, that's fine. Praise Jesus. Well, I think they should go young and they should go idealistic. You know, for generals. Yeah, I think it's time to get younger generals. I'm not saying replace generals. Mm -hmm. I'm saying as 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 these positions become available. I would look to a yeah. I would look to a minority candidate. I would look to a there's candidate. there's always been a certain amount of ideology as a, as opposed to um, military craft in in selection of officers. It's true. 
Um, well, you know, I understand. The propagation, the ultimately the unspoken goal is the propagation and prescience of the military apparatus itself in, in every part of society. You know, but we, you know, that's the goal of the military is to, is to kind of be the overseer of all of society in some fashion. You know. Okay, but you know, so kind of that idea is what gave us uh, Benedict Arnold. Benedict Arnold, if it been if generals chose, chosen just by merit, he probably would have been advanced. But he was passed over because we had a northern general in that position, and we needed now we need a southern general to elevate a southern general. And that's it was regional uh, politics that you know played too much, and it, he got passed over. He did kind of get passed over unfairly, really. If it were, if merit were the thing. And, uh, well, look what happened to Benedict Arnold. He betrayed the country big time. Well, certainly it's a complex algorithm in selecting generals. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, sure. And, uh, you know, if you're the son of a general and you're, and you're moving on, on your way up, then, you know, the odds are, you know. You're right, it helps. A little nepotism here and there. It's not going to hurt you. I mean, you're, you know, that there's a, but, but, you know, then, then there's also some, some heroic merit-based moves that get made. You know, right. a distinguished, a distinguished officer, uh, uh, even of color, you know, in this 2021, uh, of color as well. So I, I think, you know, I always felt like the military was the, the one place where a minority could get a free shake. To get a fair shake, rather, uh, and my father, um, my father communi- communicated as such to me. Like, where uh, were you at this milkshake? No, uh, I said a fair, uh, a fair shake, milkshake, oh. a delicious shake. Um, <laughs> okay. we all know. Um, especially, especially peanut butter. I mean, you're gonna get one. Get really, uh, surprising, right? Pretty delicious, good, right? Yeah. Really, really, and it solves the problem of peanut butter, which is it's a pain in the fucking ass to eat because it's all sticky and weird. You know right, I mean? but it's not. It's smooth and creamy and and ice creamy in in the shake. You get to enjoy the deliciousness of peanut butter without having to chew it. And the smoothness of, of ice cream. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, you you recently posted of what purported to be the ten most beautiful statues in Italy. Correct. I want to and, talk about that. Yeah, and n- nowhere was absolutely the most sublime statuary in uh, in in Italy wasn't even on the list, which is. Bernini's uh, Ecstasy of St. Teresa. Okay. It's it's a, you understand how controversial that that piece is. The Ecstasy of, of St. Teresa. Why? I know. I maybe I don't. Well, the word ecstasy is a clue. I mean, you know. Well, okay. This tells a, the real story of of St. Teresa. At least her accounting of an angel coming and stabbing her with a dart. And the pain that she felt was the source of her ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you, can see how complex, you can see how complex it is. 
Yeah, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly. But if you look at her face on, on that statue, that's an ecstatic face. But no human being could make that. But, okay, in terms of why it was excluded, uh, there's two answers to that question. Okay. I would love to know it. <clears throat> One answer I just gave you, which is okay. it's, a it's a controversial piece, but that's not the real answer. Okay, that, that's just that's a that's a, a reasonable reason. Mm -hmm. uh, the real answer is is that there's about 90 million statues in Italy, sculptures, yeah. paintings. If you do the 10 best, if you if you do the 10 best beaches in Italy, you'll exclude several of the best beaches on the planet in that list. Yeah, sure. It's Italy, maybe because of being in the cradle of, can I say cradle of civilization, or is that Egypt? Uh, that's a Tigris and Euphrates River Valley, but okay. So what, what, what should I say, what, what would I, what would I Well, to? it's the fountain of Western culture. The crucible of Western cultures is Italy, to be sure, yeah. Rome, through Rome. So, you know, anywhere you go, there's a, you talk about controversy. I was in Cortona, or somewhere right near Cortona, okay, mm -hmm. years and years ago, and I go into this painting or this uh, church there, okay, and there's no guard, there's no there's no door, the door's open, it's just you can walk right in, right, kind of thing, just this little tiny church. All right. So suspended in the ceiling is is one of the most controversial and famous paintings of of Christ that exists, okay. Oh, it's his feet, right? No, no, it's it's the Christ in ecstasy. Is the name oh, of really, really? And it's Christ on the cross, crucified. Right. But not, in the ecstasy but not of pain. pain. But not in the ecstasy of pain, like you mentioned. But yeah. not with a pain. Not with a painful expression. You know, the glory, the glory of the Redeemer. The moment, a, a contemplation of the redemption by the Redeemer during his execution. Okay. That sounds this very is what I've accomplished. It is, um, it is fucking amazing. And my point is, Italy is, is just every corner you turn. There, there isn't, there isn't enough lifetimes to explore it as, as a, oh, I, as yeah, a, and as I, an I Italy file. If you were in an Italy file and you had unlimited resources and you did 10 trips a year to Italy, you don't have enough lifetimes for Okay, well, Statue of David generally gets, you know, top billing, and the Piazza is certainly, certainly up there. And and I wouldn't try to rush, try to rush past, you know, those two. But with the ecstasy of of Saint Teresa, though, I mean, you this okay. So you go into the church. He built the church too. He built the the chapel that it's in and the the colonnade that surrounds it. And you go into the church, and here this is stone. This is marble. But she's floating on a cloud of, of, you know, on a cloud that's in right. marble. She's floating on this cloud. Uh, it appears that she's floating on, that the whole thing is floating because it's mounted on the wall. Uh, it's not sitting on the floor. And so, and then she, her, even her gown seems like it's floating about her rather than laying, you know, on her. And the angel's about ready to, you know, poke this dart into her her head is lolled back her eyes are closed her mouth is agape and she's just got this oh you know expression on her face and okay so then there's 
there's, that's just the marble part. Then there's these ray, golden rays in gold that kind of come down from above, and hidden ab- above is uh, a, a, a skylight that you can't really see from from the chapel unless you get right up under it. You don't see this this uh, skylight, which lights up those golden rays that are ray, you know show, showing down on this this scene. And they, in a certain sunlight, they glow. I mean, it's just sublime. Uh, most, one of the most beautiful sights your eyes can behold. And there it is. So how this other stuff gets shoved ahead of that, beyond me. <laughs> it's a list of ten. There's thousands. What do you want me to say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. You, know, you, I, can make a, you can make another argument for some of the, the, ra- the rape of the Sabine or some other, you know what I mean? There's, there's a million... There's a million, million pieces. Well, right. The, you know the rape, I mean? uh, the, and it's just because the rape, the word rape is in there. Uh, that's so you wouldn't, sort of, so you wouldn't put it in there. But I mean, there's so many sculptures. It, it's, it's, and then the, I haven't even talked about the painting. Now. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You know Absolutely. Mean? And I, uh, you know, and I get the, the range of human opinion and, and, and all of that stuff. Um, but this is just, no, one, I'm just saying, no, one I totally agree opinion. with you. No, I no, it's not one man's opinion. When you mentioned it, I was like, "Oh, what is he talking about?" And I pulled it up. I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? Why You know, make the list twelve and just include this. Yeah. Right. Or, right. or but what uh, what you've noticed is uh, there's a con- there's a concerted effort by the Italian government through the tourism board, and possibly I'm not sure, uh, to promote travel is reopening now. So. You know what I mean? People haven't been able, Americans haven't been able to travel for a year. So. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, well, now, now they, they're starting to book trips for, you know, smartly, smartly so, they're starting to book trips for the fall. Really? Spring really? Okay. You know, uh, well, you know, now, now's the time. <laughs> sure. You know I mean? yeah. yeah, right? Get, you know, get right. the head of the line. Get the best of the best. So uh, people are doing that now, but the Italian government is pushing this. So I'm seeing a lot of different social media accounts with these top ten lists, like top ten beaches, top ten. Oh, really? Or top ten. Oh, a, a shit ton of them. You know what I mean? And I can only assume, you know, I'm kind of keyed into the Italian thing, but I, I can only assume that they're probably doing the same for Greece and, you know, Spain and, you know what I mean? Thailand. The economy is set to uh, come back. I mean, the, yeah. the economy is set. The world, the world traveling around, luxury travel, uh, leisure travel, people, people taking school trips. I mean, us getting back together, going to fucking bars. Uh, yeah, right. We've been hunkered down. We want to burst forth, and, and I, I think you're right. We will. Do you not want to go to a theater at this point? I mean, do you not feel like I do? Well, I, I miss I miss music in bars. Live music and bars. That's what I miss. And totally, go. totally, yeah. Well, um, what do you say? May for, May first, uh, vaccinations will be open to people of any age. Yeah, yeah. So by the end and, of May, and, by the end of May, we're done. That's that's what they're kind of talking about. Certainly by the end of summer. I'm so fucking fuck that. It's got to be May. <laughs> I'm, done I'm done. I'm fucking done with this shit, dude. I'm done with it. All right. I'm telling you, I'm done with it. I actually like wearing a mask, though. Can I say that? Yeah, I might continue with that a little ways. 
I like it. I don't mind. Yeah, I, I got my first inoculation, uh, and I, I mean, you're expected to keep masking, but I'm certainly feel like I want to keep masking, not because I like wearing a mask so much, but I, I do feel, you know, that level of say, extra level of safety. Yeah, do that. You know, do that. So I find that people are more attractive with masks on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really frames it frames the eyes. It makes you look like some kind of tactical ninja. There's a lot of cool things about it. Right? It frames the human eye. The human eyes are very expressive and beautiful. And right? The, range you know, colors. hey, the yeah. dance of the seven veils. You got to have some veils. <laughs> I have not minded... I'm not bullshitting. I haven't minded the mask thing at all. I felt like people, all people are like 30% more attractive with a mask <laughs> right away. Do you think that's an over, do you think I'm exaggerating or do you feel like that's, I feel like that's a conservative percentage, really. Well, especially if they have or nice not. eyes, you know, particularly if they have nicer Everybody eyes. Everybody has nice eyes. Everyone than the rest nice of them, eyes. right? So well, you I'm might. I'm telling you, man, yeah, every right. fucking pair okay. of eyes is unbelievable. Every I don't. I won't argue with you, yeah. There are no two sets of eyes that have the same color, first of all. All right. There aren't two that are the same. Every There's so much variation in every moment of a human eyeball. You know what I mean? Do uh, hazel eyes see the same colors as blue eyes? I see colors the, colors the same. Um, I think everybody sees colors... Slightly different, but close enough for the agreed upon. So I don't. Well, so that's feet. that's the thing that would be difficult to to judge. I mean, what? Okay, here's here's a a red stop sign in front of us. The red that's in that stop sign, we might see it differently, but we're both seeing the same color. And what yes. we're calling red is that color, not exactly what we're seeing inside our heads. Exactly. We've agreed upon. We've, yeah. we've agreed. We've agreed not that agree whatever color that is, agreed. we're going to call it. We're going to call it red. I'm going to see red. You're going to see red. Yeah, so that's red. Yeah, right. Even if I'm more a slightly purple and you're more slightly orange. I don't think they're going to be that far off because I, I think that color was assigned to a particular uh, segment within the light spectrum. Right. Okay. So I think I think there's exactly about that much variation. Once again, the human, the human eye tends to see red along along the spectrum, along these notches, and you know well, you're going to see one right. that's closer to yellow, and I might see one that's closer to purple. You know, right? right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But it's kind of the same thing with as looking at that red stuff. It's agreed that's, upon. Yeah, yeah. It's, agree, it's agreed upon. It's just yeah. agreed upon. That's all. Inherent color. As soon as you. No, no, but I'm saying as soon as you throw any variable into that observation, anything that's weird, like an explosion, something traumatic, something yeah, that raises sure. your something that raises your heart rate and my heart rate, we're likely to get two different responses for that color. Yeah. I mean that may that fire engine might be yellow for you. When that, right. when that bomb right. goes off, when that bomb goes off and that mayhem ensues, uh, and you're asked about it 31 hours later, you you may have seen a yellow, and you may remember and pull up the memory of that trauma and that yellow fire engine, and I may have a red one. Or maybe heliotrope. Right. 
So was the fire engine yellow or red? We can go back and look, right? I guess we, I guess we can go back and research and figure out what fire engine was there at that, what actual fire engine was there. And you'll go back and you'll say, oh, wait a minute, that was red. Same, same fire engine, it's just that moment of the explosion tweaked you to the point where you saw yellow. Or he it was a lot to process. It was a lot to process. So my brain pulled up all the images of fire engines, found the one that matched that time of day in the, in the sky, and it was yellow. In an instant. In an instant. Yeah. Not to fuck me over, not to make it look like I'm lying to the FBI about it, but I'm mistaken. You know what I mean? It's the brain pulled up the wrong image. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. It didn't, it didn't realize the importance. Well, then there's those. The then there's those studies that what co- you know what color was the uh, the suspect? You know what color shirt was the suspect wearing? Uh, it's it's my south, man. We talked yeah. about it in show seven. Yeah. Hundred and eight shows. And then we talked about it in show seven. Uh, yeah. when, I was in psycholo- when I was in psychology class with 900 other people in college, uh, as the class was going, uh, some, somebody opened the door at the bottom of this huge auditorium and started yelling at the fucking uh, guy running the class, the professor. Uh-huh. And he's like, you motherfucker, da da da. I told you not to park in that spot. That's my spot. Uh-huh. I'm going to, I'm going to the, the regents. You know, I've had enough of this, and the professor's like, "Look, I'm I'm sorry. It was a total mistake. Got to forgive me. Uh, you know, look, uh, I'm sorry. I'm in the middle of class, but the whole thing lasted ten seconds. Wow. You know, the guy was like, well, whatever, and walked out. It was over. Fifteen seconds. The professor's composing himself. We're all looking at each other like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Like all of us had the same expression. Nine hundred people looking at each other like, what the fuck? <laughs> he says everybody he, he's like everybody pull out a, a blank sheet of paper. Okay? Ah, everybody pulls yeah. out a paper. He's like he's like describe that individual to the most specific detail you can. Perfect. You know? Yes, 900 something people. And then he collected the papers and he dismissed us. That was the class. Uh-huh. When we came back the next class, the TAs and the professor had crunched the data on our responses. (laughs) (laughs) The very 900 people, right? Yeah. We were were all right there 20 feet from the guy. Pretty good sampling. Pretty good sampling. Okay, so about 10 people accurately described the guy in terms of his height, facial... Markers, things like that. Out of 900. <laughs> oh, the variance. <laughs> wow. I mean, crazy. Yeah. The hair, the hair length, the skin color, the color sure. of the clothes. Totally, totally, totally. Everybody had substituted some yelling person from their childhood and <laughs> the clothes <laughs> they were wearing <laughs> for the clothes this guy was wearing. Well, so unless he set it up, that was pretty quick thinking on the part of that teacher to, oh, here's a teacher. No, it was, a, it was a total setup. It was a total yeah. setup. That was oh, it was a setup. Oh, cool, yeah, cool. It's yeah, yeah. the thing he does for the class. Yeah, yeah. Just We learned about eyewitness testimony after that. Yeah. Which is the – It's not good. The top – It's not it's, good. Yeah, that's the top cause of uh, wrongful conviction 
is witness misidentification. Yeah, people people are talk. really not good. People are not good at telling what they. Second <laughs> is is police malfeasance, but that's the top cause. Well, there's a lot to you know discuss. Obviously, uh, you know I think the the crux of this show. Good morning. Uh, good morning. The crux good of this morning. show. I, I, I think really is is uh, you know Republicans. Good how look for whatever the Republican met you or was before, it's different now. Yeah. This is going to be interesting going. We're at a, that's, we're at a watershed moment, really, for both parties, but for America. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you think we end up with something better or we end up with a centrist Republican Party and an extremist Republican Party? Uh, I, I, well, is it wishful thinking? Is it, uh, is it me being hopeful? I see that the direction uh, appears to be more based on actualities. Um, and, I mean, the way this current administration is going, smart people are in the room. Um, and I, so that, that seems to signal to me that even on the right, there's a move towards actualities. People are, one, weary of the polarization and there's still plenty of that, all of that. Now, I would say it's changing overnight. It might stay with us for a long time. But my feeling is we're moving in the right direction. We're moving in the right direction. So book a trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nice, to, it's nice to have something to look forward to. Put a deposit down and book a trip. Go to Italy. Go, go somewhere. Have go a see the, the Ecstasy of St. Teresa. Go see all of the great sculptures and da da da. I mean, just you know. I mean, go do something. Go, you know what I mean? It's it's ending. So look, we had a year and it was fucked up, and you know, but now it's ending. So you know, yeah. it's time to get back to uh, enjoying life, celebrating life. Yeah, celebrating life. Now Not is the time. The burden. Now is the fucking time. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, uh, Reverend. <laughs> and thank you. You man. know what I like? I want to. I want to change your name. Can we change your name? Sure. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not stuck. Here's what I want. I, oh, hey, Here's you, I you want. know, I, I for, you asked me if I had uh, a uh, a nickname. Um. Uh, what was it? Uh, when I was in the Navy, right? Didn't you? Oh, right. Yes, I did. And yeah. yeah. Well, I, I I realized that I actually did. It was Dawn Patrol. Dawn Patrol? I signed, yes, D-O-N-P-A-T-R-O-L, I, you know, which, um, with a playoff of D-A-W-N Patrol, but. Okay, why um, did, why did you, why were you given the nickname? Uh, I took it on myself and people accepted it. Okay, so you assigned yourself your own nickname. Yeah, yeah, I did. And, and, and you chose Dawn Patrol. I did. <laughs> Not Warhawk. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. Not the not the not the cock hammer. You know what no. I mean? No. No. Not the uh, kind of like Warhawk, actually. Well, I, I think I just like the dumb pun that it was. Oh, so it was a it was punny, and you were like, "Did punny. you sign up for Dawn? 
were you like a guy that voluntarily signed up for Dawn Patrol or? Well, I mean, I'm in the Navy. I'm on a ship. We don't have Dawn Patrol. Okay, so there is no such thing as Don, D-O-N Patrol. That was your nickname? Yeah. Because it's pretty good. If you don't like Warhawk, <laughs> you like Warhawk. Well, I, I, I got nothing against Warhawk, but that wasn't, you know, in, that wasn't in the offing. Uh, hold on. Give me one second. Uh, fat nuts. <laughs> Uh, that one actually might have squeaked in every once in a while, but no. Hey, fat nuts, get over here and hey, take fat nuts. Hey, take fat nuts and. Uh, Fuck nuts was sorry. one. Well, I don't think Fuck. you want that nickname. No, I didn't want it, but fuck nuts every once in a while. Actually, I did kind of want. I was kind of pleased with it every once in a while. But. You know, I'm regretful for not going in the military. At the same time, I kind of know I would have got shredded. You know what Something I mean? I to be avoided, if at all possible. I don't think I would have done well because I'm not good. I can't do a, a pull-up. You know what I mean? Oh, you would have been fine. You would have been fine. So you're telling me... Well, you would have excelled. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You're telling me if you can't do a pull-up, you can still make it through basic? Yeah, well, yeah, sure. What do you mean? You yeah, sure. Isn't doing pull-ups part of the fucking like? Well, don't thing? go into the don't go into the Marines or the Army. Okay, I'm sorry. if I go through Air Force basic training, I'm going to have to do a fucking pull-up, won't I? Right. Be they They're not me, as worried about it though. So, uh, so I can do everything else, sort of, but then I can't do ten pull-ups, and they're like, ah, oh, fuck it, let him go through. That's what you're saying. I can't pull myself yeah, sure. up. Yeah. There are times when you got to pull yourself up to save yourself and start saving other people. I can't no. do that. I can't. Right. I can't pull my body weight up onto a shelf. So if you're in the Air Force, you're going to be sitting at a desk. You know, the tiniest percentage are getting into airplanes. Everybody else's support. Uh, so you don't need to pull, do pull-ups. The Navy a little bit more, but my dad not did much try more. To my dad tried to push me into the Air Force. Now, now I realize why. <laughs> he, never, he never had any love for my physicality. You know? <laughs> well, there you he, go. He pulled me off to the side one time when I was 10. And he said, look, you have an aversion to pain. <laughs> well, don't we all? Please write in to all you fascists at gmail.com and let us know. Good morning. What, James? Good morning. Uh, well, any number of any questions that you might have about anything that's come up on the show, we'll be happy to re-expound and answer your questions. So we, we we're gonna we're not gonna get into this thing where we're doing questions all the time. I understand the music stuff, but we're not we're not doing this thing where we're doing questions all the time. But we will do questions next show so okay I like it so please write in to allyoufascistgmail.com please tell more of your friends about the show because you know we'd really like to you know I think we should have another art segment too in, in the next show as well as we had one in here There's, we, we well, I want to talk one. about The Last Supper uh, which is in Milan, Italy I want to talk about that next show Okay. So I'd like you I'd like you to look that up. Last supper, the last supper. All right, sure. Okay. 
Okay, I want to talk. I want to talk at length about that, and I'd also like to talk about uh, the that channel, the English Channel. The between France and England. Yeah, because that's a very historical body of water there. Sure. I mean, a lot Especially of fucking shit. Ten sixty six. A lot of fucking shit happened right there. Right. You know what I mean? The the, the course of more about the last stuff. James, thank you. Uh, <laughs> oh, I never told you the nickname. Real nickname. Oh, what? Governor. Ah, well, I knew a guy in the Navy that we called Governor. And it was okay. pronounced can, like that, Governor. Can you think about it until the next show and tell me what you think about that? Because I'd like to start calling you that if you like it. So think about it. And we'll talk about okay. it next show. Okay. My... My immediate reaction is, eh, nah, but I'll, really? I'll give you an answer then. I'll give you an answer then. I'm thinking let, about let like it, a guy that, oh, let it gel. Know, like a guy that drinks a lot, you know what I mean? Governor okay, did drink okay. a lot. Okay, we'll talk Navy lifer. Okay, all you fascists at gmail.com. All right. Thank you, James. See you next time, folks. Thanks for listening to the show. <laughs>